Hello and welcome to the final episode of Play Like a Girl. Today we are going to talk about sports commentary, the Olympics, and the possibility of an NHL team for Seattle. Before we get into it, there's a couple UW sports games this weekend. Both men's and women's basketball are playing. And the big game is men's basketball will be playing Gonzaga, who is ranked something, I can't remember what, somewhere in the teens. <laughs> After beating number two Kansas in a pretty awesome game, they're coming home to play Gonzaga, and so that's really highly anticipated and it should be pretty awesome. Let's get right into talking about my column. This week I wrote about Cassie Campbell and Ken Campbell, which was a little complicated when like actually writing it but you know from an ap style point it's really confusing yeah you have to say the full name each time yeah and they have the same last name it was just complicated first name because you can only do that if they're under 18 Mm -hmm. but that's beside the point yeah so cassie campbell is a analyst for hockey night in canada which is a really big hockey broadcast in canada she is also a two-time Olympic gold medalist, and she captained both of those teams where she won gold, as well as winning silver at another Olympics. So she's a pretty well-decorated hockey player, pretty talented. Now she works as an analyst, and she's married to the assistant general manager of the Calgary Flames, Brad Pascal. This other guy, Ken Campbell, who is a writer for the Hockey News, brought this up and was like, she shouldn't be commentating on this game because she could be biased. So the thing about hockey commentary, it is always biased. Like, it is... Sports commentary in general is always biased. It's inherently like, biased. Yeah. yeah. You can't watch a sports game. And if it's like, a lot of times it's really annoying because the commentators are rooting for the team against your team. You know, I agree that there is a conflict of interest there. There, like Cassie Campbell obviously does probably have a soft spot for the Calgary Flames. But I don't think that that makes her any more biased than like any other analyst. As I was reading like, comment threads on reddit regarding this and like hockey message boards basically a lot of people were saying like cassie campbell is nowhere near the most biased person on hockey night in canada like there are a lot of people who are like total homers for like calgary or other teams and make it very clear that this is the team that they're supporting and she tends to be more neutral pointed out in my column which a lot of other people pointed out there was a big upper online that you know this was pointed out about cassie campbell but not a lot of other commentators who also have familial connections to players like because she's a woman yeah it is because (laughs) she's a woman ray ferraro's son landon plays for the minnesota wild and he has called games that landon has played in louis debrusque's son jake debrusque plays for the boston bruins and so yeah there's a reason that cassie campbell was chosen and not either of them I agree how it can be perceived a certain way, and I'm not excusing his actions by saying, like, he admitted that, or not admitted, but he said that, like, it could be influenced by his gender bias. But I know at the end of the article it said that people were, like, associating him with, like, accused rapists, and I think that's just taking it too far. Like, I think mm-hmm. he had a lapse in judgment, and I think that he may have, like, he placed the blame on her versus, like, the other people who, I don't know, she could be um, the commentator for that game. But I think that he took responsibility for what he did, and he had a very, like, succinct, like, he had his argument. Like, not his argument, but, like, he told them that he recognized what he did, and I think that was, like, I don't know, I think that was a good thing about the whole situation. He yeah. didn't avoid that there was gender bias. He admitted it. I was really pleased by his answer. Like, his I, apology was pretty good. I'm not used yeah. to, like, decent apologies from men. I don't know men. if my bar is just really low, considering it's been what's been happening recently, but the apology was pretty decent. Yeah. I was like, what, he really... 
he took, took a responsibility lot into consideration. for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I do think people did take it a little too far with criticizing him as well. Yeah. I think people said some things that like weren't true of him and you know, but there is like what it with what is happening in the world, there's a lot of like sexism is like such a big thing that mm-hmm. we're becoming more aware of that it's a thing now that I think that people just connected to it because, you know, all instances of sexism, but this definitely wasn't as, like, horrible as, like, some people were calling him out as. I feel like in, if it wasn't the climate that we're living in right now, it probably wouldn't have gone. It wouldn't have been as noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been But people are so hypersensitive, as we should be, but people are really hypersensitive to it right now, especially what's been happening with, like, Franken and everything today. But did you see the SNL skit, Welcome to Hell? Mm-mm. I watched part of it. You should go watch it, but the gist is basically, they're like, welcome to hell. Like, all the women, it's like, all the women are singing the song, and they're like, welcome to hell to the men. Like, we've been here for years, like, start carrying mace around. Like, it was funny. That's Off the point, but. Yeah, but in general, I think it was good to talk about. I was glad that Ken Campbell acknowledged, you know, the issues with what he said, and I thought that that was really awesome of him and I kind of wish more men were like that um but you know the it is also important to talk about like why he said that in the first place it is just like a reminder you know it's really important to talk about like the circumstances that you know made him say that without even thinking about it like and thinking about the context and it's a context that women have to think about every day so I'm glad he became aware of that I hope it allows more people to become aware of it and so I think that's really important want to talk about the olympics yeah. Okay, so a lot of things the are happening thing. with the Olympics right now, so I couldn't remember which Olympics thing I wanted to talk about. But we can start with Russia. So Russia has been banned from the Olympics. Individual Russian athletes will be allowed to compete under, like, a neutral flag, but no one's going to be allowed to compete for Russia because of the whole doping issue, the state-sponsored drug use by athletes. Personally, I'm, I think you know, we need to crack down on doping. Sometimes, like, the ways doping are treated. I wrote an article about doping a couple quarters ago that I don't think we ever talked about on this podcast because it was before then. Some things are considered doping that I personally wouldn't consider doping, but I'm also glad that, you know, it is being taken seriously because, like, this whole idea of the Russian government sponsoring doping of, like, all of the Olympic athletes going is something that's, like, feels, it feels bad. Yeah, I said that, like, the doping they said was, like, systematic. Like, it was perpetuated by the, like, the Russian Olympic officials. So I think that the punishment was proportionate. I mean, they could have even been more severe, in my opinion. But I think that it's just a great thing that they're taking doping seriously. They're saying that they're not going to be tolerant of people, you know, taking drugs to improve their performance. And, like, once again, like, we always talk about precedence. Like, what's a greater scale, like, a bigger scale than, like, a worldwide competition where it's only, like, prestigious athletes, you know, like... If they're going to be the ones that are going to say like, we're not going to tolerate it, hopefully that will make waves and like It'll other people will take it seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's also important, like, uh, at the Summer Olympics, there were athletes there, you know, who had been caught doping and were competing there. And a lot of people thought, you know, that that wasn't fair because we know these people are cheating and we're yeah. still allowing them to compete. And so I think it's important to, yeah, like you said, set that president and say, like, don't let people who are cheating continue to compete. 
the Olympics, this, this, this Olympics will be interesting in a lot of ways, too. I saw something that, like, Nikki Haley doesn't think. Yes. Do you want me to talk about that? Yeah, sure. I saw the Nikki Haley thing. And then I also saw this thing from, I think it was Lindsey Vaughn, the skier, Mm -hmm. who was like, he's representing America in this Olympics is a lot different than representing America in, like, past Olympics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what Lindsey Vaughn said was that she was going to the Olympics to represent her country and not the president. Yeah. And I think that's something that I think a lot of athletes are going to come out saying. Because I know there are a lot of people who are currently, you know, opposed to Donald Trump and a lot of prominent athletes who I think do have that stance. And so now that Lindsey Vaughn has come out and said it, I think that some of them will also feel more comfortable in saying it. Also, as the president isn't allowed to interfere with Olympic Committee stuff, he can't really do anything to stop that. So that is also important. And so talking about what Nikki Haley said, she basically said she wasn't sure if the U.S. would go to the Olympics because it was so close to North Korea, which is kind of an insult to South Korea, who are who are allies of ours. And, you know, the hundreds of thousands of South Korean people who live right next to North Korea every single day and, like, saying that, you know, we're not going to be safe is, like, saying, like, we might, like, start a war with them. Yeah. Which is, like, ah, don't love that. Um, but also, um, so after that, just today, Sarah Huckabee Sanders came out and said, like, you know, we're going to go to the Olympics. Like, we're not okay. going to boycott. And so pretty quick turnaround from that. But it was a really interesting sort of statement by Nikki Haley. Yeah, I think that just has to do with the fact, like, on a, on a worldwide scale, I think that you're defined. I mean, I know... That in some cases, obviously, the public does not reflect the views of the president. The president, but I mean, you're basically defined by your president. Like when Trump was elected, people said, "Oh, Americans are stupid." You know what I mean? Like it's you're defined by your president. So I think that taking the step to like distance yourself and dissociate yourself from the president, I mean, I think that's awesome. Personally, like once again, like athletes are people too, and I think that also. Trump, who's very, he has strong opinions. I think that to a lot of people, like even in South Korea, that can be almost like, I don't know how to say it, but like an off turn. So I think, I don't know, I think that was important to do, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because like, you know, a lot of people in America right now love the fact that they're American and love this country, but also really don't like our president. And they say, you know, like, because I'm American, I don't like our president because I don't feel like he has, like, American values. And I think that's part of what Lindsey Vaughn was saying, and I think that's really important right now. So today we found out that Seattle's getting an NHL team. Just, like, maybe 10 minutes before we started recording this. Oh, really? Yeah. um, It was just announced that they're um, pursuing an expansion because Jenny Durkin signed a thing saying for a key arena expansion. So the NHL board got together, talked about it. fast. And, yeah, so we're getting an NHL team in 2020, 21, 21 season. Woohoo! <laughs> Haley's so excited. I'm really I'm excited. Trying. I'm excited for you. <laughs> I know. Like, but this uh, is, like, everything I have wanted for years of my life. <laughs> I already have an expansion team picked out. Tell us, tell us your expansion okay, team. Okay, so... Um, What's ha- an expansion team? Okay, so what happens with an expansion is basically every team has a list of, like, a certain amount of players they can protect, and then the rest of them are left exposed. And from those that list of exposed players, the team, the expansion team, so like Vegas was last year, gets to pick one player from each team to put on their roster. Mm. And so... Basically, what I've been doing is looking at 
whose contracts are expiring in the next two years and who might still be playing for those teams, what it looks like, who they might choose to expose in the next expansion draft, and which of those players I would want to play for Seattle. My number one pick would be Kyler Yamamoto from the Edmonton Oilers because he's from Spokane and he's also a quarter Japanese. I just love him. I was going to say, does it have to do anything with his <laughs> skill as a hockey player? He's great. I'm going to see him play in a couple weeks. Okay. He plays for the Spokane Chiefs right now. But, like, I'm a big fan of his just for a lot of reasons. Then I don't, like, I have the list on my laptop and I don't have my laptop with me. But I would also love to see Tyler Johnson come play for us because he's also from Spokane. And I would just love all the guys who are from Washington to come back and play for us because I think that would be awesome. In, <laughs> in general... I would like to see Dylan Strom come here. I think that would be great because the Arizona Coyotes don't really utilize his skills as much as they should, so I think he should play somewhere that will appreciate him. I don't know. I don't have my list with me. I've forgotten everyone. I made this like three weeks ago. <laughs> we don't need to go but through I'm the list. But I'm excited that you're excited. I'm like really excited about this. So another thing that brings up is like with the arena expansion and stuff mm-hmm. is whether we would get an NBA team. Please. And... So that issue is kind of complicated just because of they would be sharing an arena with a couple other teams, so they might not think the revenue is worth it because they would only get a certain amount of the revenue, and the NBA tends to produce a lot of revenue. The NBA is does really want to come to Seattle. Like Seattle and Vegas are like their top two expansion goals, so that could be something that happens too, and that would be awesome as well. I don't care much about basketball as I do about hockey, but I know a lot of people in I don't Seattle... I don't care about anything as much as I care about <laughs> hockey. I was going to say, if you guys want to bring the NBA, we can kick the NHL out. That's fine with me. Yeah. I'd rather watch basketball. I know a lot of people in Seattle would really like for an NBA, for the Sonics to come back. Yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, I don't remember exactly what year the Sonics left, but you still see people in Sonics jerseys and Sonics shirts. And, like, there's so many people in the city who love a team that doesn't even exist. And I think that's something that, like, you know, we need to bring back because I think that would be awesome because all of these people, you know, really want a basketball team here and, you know, like a actual good basketball team. Though men's basketball is kind of, kind of getting, they had a good game. That's a start. Yeah, it's a start. They're trying. They're trying. The new, the new coach is, uh, is good. But yeah, so I'm just like, it's really exciting. Hockey is exciting. I love hockey. I probably won't be here when we get a new team because I'm going to have to go get a job somewhere else because there's nowhere for sports journalists to get a job here. But it's still really exciting to think that, you know, maybe we'll have a team. Do you want to talk about names? For the sure. team? Yeah. Sure. I have name ideas. What are your name ideas? So, in 1917, the Seattle Metropolitans <laughs> became a lesson up in here. Oh, jeez. <laughs> became the first American team to win the Stanley Cup um, after the forma- after the formation of the NHL because it is the 100-year anniversary of the NHL this year and the Seattle Metropolitans were the first team to win the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. And so, and the first American team to win it ever, because some teams did win it before the NHL existed. Then they all got the Spanish flu and died. And then the team folded pretty soon after that. I think they actually played another season after that, though. But After everyone died? Yeah, they had new players. And oh. like, but so it didn't last that long, because it was like the 20s and not, not really great economic climate. Because um, yeah. <laughs> it was the late 20s. 
So I think the Seattle Metropolitans would be like, you know, a good homage to that. But the problem is there also is a Metropolitan division in the NHL and also a baseball team called the Mets that I don't really like that much. So I think a lot of people are considering, we also used to have a team called Totems. So that would be another like throwback name. I don't love that one as much because I feel like it could be a little appropriative. Yeah. yeah. Um, then I th- was thinking we could go with like an S theme, like the Seahawks and the Sounders and the Storm and the Sonics and go with another team that starts with like S. But I don't really have an Seattle idea. Seattle Snakes. Snakes. Except that, I, th- I think that'd be a horrible one though. Yeah. No. Sting. Don't maybe. like it. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't ring. <laughs> the Seattle Times posted a poll and was like we could call it the Silver Tips or the Thunderbirds, but those teams already exist. And they're like the Golden Knights tried to name their team the Knights and then the London Knights got upset about that and said there was like a legal thing so they couldn't name their team because there's already a hockey team called the Knights. So I don't think we would be able to do that. And the Silver Tips and the Thunderbirds are also both like 45 minutes away. So we and can't just be original. We can't like steal their name, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Would you think know. like an S an S name name? But we also have the Mariners and sure. the Rain, so maybe something nautical mm. or weather related. Mm. I don't know. I think that's hard on the spot. Yeah, we have like two years to think about it, so we can all really mull it over. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just. This is exciting. This is really cool. I don't want all the journalists who said that they don't care about hockey and never liked hockey to suddenly pretend that they care about hockey. Bandwagoners. <clears throat> there's, there's a journalist that I'm not going to name his name, but we don't really like him. Who's we? <laughs> Throwing shit. The sports section. <laughs> I was like, we? Me? <laughs> we were talking about him earlier. But no, uh, I just think that this would be cool. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I won't have enough experience to get a job covering them when they get here. Otherwise, I would really want to do that. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, but you I don't think you hire someone who just graduated to do something like that. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. You never know. Yeah, yeah, you could try. But yeah, hockey. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. I was really excited earlier. I'm also still really yeah, excited. She, yeah. It was a, it was she a, was very, once you told me, she was like jumping out of the seat. She's pretty excited. Good. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Play Like a Girl. This is our last episode. Thank you to everyone who has listened. Thank you. You can, <laughs> you can find our episodes at UWPodcast.com or on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at UW Play Like a Girl. Thanks. Science, technology, engineering, and math. My name is Prapanit Dua, and I host a podcast called Women in STEM, where I sit down and talk with men and women in different STEM fields about where their careers have taken them, and I also discuss important issues surrounding women in these fields. Join me every other Tuesday on the Soundbite Network from the University of Washington. For more like this and other great shows covering sports, science, relationships, and the arts, visit the Soundbites website, uwpodcast.com. That's uwpodcast.com.